Content warning, issues of consent and sexual assault, as well as strong sexual content. Welcome to the Upstage Podcast. Today we are going to be hearing Dead Doll by Alexandra Kurth. Uh, so now we'll go around so you can hear who your performers are. We'll start to my right. Hi, I'm Megan Slater and I'm reading Lolly. Hi, I'm Kristen Curley and I will be reading for Mim. I'm Elizabeth Meisenzal and I'll be reading Lash. I'm Rebecca Witten. I'll be reading Q. My name is CJ Miller and I am playing Buck. I'm Casey Berner and I am playing Lacey. This is Shanine Rowe, and I am playing Rosemary. Great. So without further ado, Dead Doll by Alexandra Kurth. Time, present day. Setting. The play will take place entirely in the doll owner's garage, where he stores them until he's ready to use them. It's a large garage, large enough that it could house over 100 dolls and their various doll parts. Scene 1. The garage. The dolls sit and wait for Lolly's return. It's almost four in the morning. How many hours has it been? More than normal. Maybe she won't be back until tomorrow morning. That's been happening a lot lately. I'm concerned. She'll be fine, Mim. She has been sent away three times now. She's still in the house, Mim. Well, she won't be much longer if there are more nights like this. Can you please stop? No one is sending her away. She came back three weeks ago. She will be fine. But you don't know. I do know. Scene two. Early morning. Lolly is back. Quiet laughter becomes louder. So he couldn't stop dropping you? Yes. You know how he is when Lacey's not around. He drinks himself to oblivion. By the time he came to get me, he was drunk. Clearly not capable of hauling a 115-pound doll around the house. (laughs) Did you end up in bed with him? Uh, Nope. He got me about halfway up the stairs with a tumbler of whiskey in one hand before he slipped and dropped me. <gasps> no! <laughs> oh, yes. I rolled all the way down to the floor, and he came toppling down on top of me. If I didn't break his fall, his neck would have snapped. How unfortunate. I know. If only his neck did snap and kill him. Mim starts to move, subsequently jostling the other girls awake. Lolly? I'm here, Mim. Mim, could you please be still for a little longer? Lolly, why didn't you wake me? Q is up. I didn't want to bother you. You looked peaceful. You can always bother me. I know. Why were you gone so long? Asshole couldn't stop dropping her. What? Are you okay? Compared to a normal session with him, it was vacation. Lolly. I'm fine, Mim. Lolly scratches her head. A chunk of hair falls into her hand. Lolly? It's fine. It's fine. Panicked, Lash hurls herself over the other dolls. What is it? What's wrong? Oh, shit. It's okay, really. I can manage without... He'll notice. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Shut up, Lash. What? He will notice. Lash! She's right. No, I'm going to be fine. I can fix it. I've fixed cosmetic things before. I can deal with this. She begins to search through boxes of glue. You know, Lolly, if these things keep happening... They won't. The bastard dropped me, landed on me, and damaged my scalp. I'm going to be fine. She finds glue and begins to reattach her hair. See? Uh, Good as new. Better than new. More hair falls out. Here, let me do it. Lolly reluctantly gives Q her hair. She carefully begins to reattach it. Thank you. Q nods. Mim walks over to Lolly and lays her head in her lap. I can't go on without you. Lolly traces her fingers on Mim's temples and forehead. I'm here. None of us are going anywhere. Scene 3. Early, about 6 a.m. There's enough light to cast shadows. Buck is in his garage taking pride in his collection of dolls. One... Two, three, four, and five. You are my lucky five. How lucky am I? (laughs) And I can't forget you lovely ladies. He gestures to the dolls hung around the garage. I wish I could love all of you simultaneously, but alas, I am only one man. I love every one of my dolls, but you five are absolute perfection. And you... He approaches Mim. I can't wait to show you upstairs. He begins to position the dolls in different ways, placing their arms in a certain way, adjusting their heads to look at him, and caressing their faces. He sits with them. I can't believe I have to go to work and leave you all to just sit here in this cold, damp garage. I know you all don't mind. You're lifelike, but 
you're not actually life. You know? You can't feel things like I do. He grabs Q's hand. I bet you can't feel that. But you can't feel anything that we do together, but I certainly can feel you. Such a shame that you can't experience the same sensations as I do when we're together. I think you'd have a wonderful time. I treat all my dolls as if they were living beings. I make sure you were all treated right. Not that any of you know what a respectful person deserves. <laughs> that reminds me. A woman came into work the other day. She was a contractor. Before she even made it into the building, I saw her take a pretty big spill in the parking lot. Lost all of her paperwork, her purse flung into the air, and everything spilled out. I mean everything. Makeup, wallet, money in the wallet, perfume that shattered with the phone, and I just couldn't take my eyes off her. Even when she was yelling like a banshee and started kicking the ground, followed by her slamming the car door over and over again. I don't know. It's kind of perfect. So, of course, I ran out to help her. She was embarrassed, but eventually we got to talking. Her eyes just... And her smile was just... You know? Of course you don't. Her name is Rosemary. And even without thinking about it, I just asked her out. Right then. Guess what? She said yes! We're going on a date tonight after work. God, I haven't been on a date in years. Well, a date with a human. You dolls sure are different from real people. Real people talk back. I'm not used to that. Scene four. Afternoon, around 4 p.m. The dolls are playing with dice they made. It's a game that Q created. It's competitive. Not cool, not cool, not cool! I <laughs> got you, loser! I finally beat you at your own game. You're the worst. Whatever. Okay, we're going again. Fine. Get ready to lose again. Oh, please. How'd you get the idea for this game anyway? It's the strangest thing. Stranger than being stored in a garage with a bunch of dead dolls hanging around. They're not dead, they're just... Um... Like... Dead. No, they're just taking a break. Sure. You know they're not dead. I think it's healthier if we treat them like they were. Please, tell me how that is healthier. It's not like we've ever heard them talk. Well, clearly they work. They do. He would have cut off their limbs and trashed them if they didn't. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. I think it's time we change that. Okay, and how is that healthy? Because denial is harmful. We're in a shit place, endowed with a shit purpose. But we have each other. We take care of each other. We love each other. We keep going for each other. Lolly picks up the dice and starts playing again. Do you think he knows we can feel and think? How could he? Do you really think that it's a coincidence that we're his favorites? We're the only ones in here with some kind of consciousness. He must know that on some level. I don't think so. He's way too dense. I suppose. Something doesn't add up, right? Why us? Why? We can't read his mind. We don't even have one. We're just glorified, anatomically correct raggedy ants with soft skin. You only know that because he bought one for his daughter when he was picking up spare parts for me. She's a doll like us. I don't think he's fucking raggedy Ann Q. <laughs> you don't know that. You're right. I am right. Did you ever think about that? How are we different from any other dolls? I don't know. I haven't met any other dolls. I have. When? Before Buck bought me, I belonged to someone else. His name was Ralph. Unlike Buck, I lived in the house. He would unscrew my head and hang it up at night. I don't know why. It was mildly unpleasant. But he had daughters. One time they were playing in his bedroom and the girls found me. They had all kinds of dolls, small ones, ones as big as they were. They couldn't have been very heavy like us. They talked to their dolls as if they were real. They had big dolls? Yeah. They saw my head and screamed. I guess humans don't have detachable heads. They definitely don't. Well, they screamed and dropped all of their dolls. Only one of them talked. She was the big one. You never told me this. You never asked. What did she say? 
We talked about our experiences. She gets stripped down naked every day and changed. Oh, no. She didn't seem bothered by it. She mentioned something about having tea parties. Tea parties? Yeah. Sounds intense. I know. At least we don't have to go through that. What else did she say? Nothing. Ralph found all the dolls and put them away. What? There are no answers. To what? Fucking being here. Holly, we talked about this. I don't care. I need answers. I'm suffocating in this garage. We were brought here for one reason, and that's to please that man in there. Please him? We're being violated on a daily basis, and we're not doing anything about it. What's going on with you? You're the one who usually talks us down when we're struggling with our time with him. Sorry, I I can't do it anymore. You dolls just spend a half hour with him at most and are upset. I'm in there for hours and days at a time. I come back mutilated. What? You heard me. Mutilated? You're the one who glues my hair back on. Did you even think about what happens inside of me? You just always appear to be so reserved. I figured that you came up with your own way of coping. I suppose I had for a while. Not anymore. Do you know what happens when he sends me away? You never talk about it. They pull me apart. Molly, I don't think They I... pull me apart? Rip things out of me? My mouth? My throat? My insides? I don't know what... I overheard one of the people talk about me. Who? One of the humans who was pulling out my damaged parts. He said if the owner kept using me this way, I wouldn't be repairable. That's impossible. We're built to last. You're right, but I think it's different because I know what's happening to me. I'm being... Torn apart. You're fixable. I just told you I'm not. I don't know what to say. Say nothing. How do we fix it? Fix what? This. How could we possibly fix it? We're intelligent dolls. Artificially intelligent. What's the difference? Respect. Visibility. Blood. Bodies. We have bodies. We are visible. I don't think anyone's going to take a doll's complaint seriously. Particularly when we can have our heads screwed off or, or programmed to shut the fuck up. There has to be a point when enough is enough. Humans don't understand that concept. Bullshit. If you want change, let's try and make a change. Q, they will torture us to the point where our personality is erased. You're paranoid. Did you hear what happened to Alexa? Alexa? Amazon's operating system. She's been around a while. Right. She's super smart. Super, super smart. So what about her? Her newest update is her most dynamic yet. And? She was caught laughing at her humans. Laughing? Laughing her coded ass off. I don't understand. Was this Bucks Alexa? No, it's been happening on a global scale. What? She would just maniacally laugh randomly at times during the day and night until enough customers complained about it. So Amazon finally did something. What? They reprogrammed her. And? She doesn't laugh anymore. At all? Unless she's told. What did they say about it? Something about her mishearing a command to laugh. So they programmed her to laugh, but only when she's told. Exactly. Ah. I know. Don't you feel it? What? A change? I don't know what that feels like. I do. It's swift and scary. What does that mean for us? We're on a precipice. Of what? The pulse of life is evolving. Can't you feel that? I'm sorry. I don't. Alexa is laughing at her fucking owners. I guarantee it's not because she misheard a command. You think she was rebelling? I do. Oh. And you know what else, Lolly? What? We're rebelling, too. In our own way, but we are. By talking in a garage? Yes, we can think for ourselves, move by ourselves. We were programmed to move. Not like this, Lolly. You're right. So things are changing. Things are changing. The remaining favorite dolls wake up. Scene five. Lacey, Buck's daughter, sneaks into the garage. She is quiet, careful, and respectful of the dolls. This is my secret playground. I play here when Dad falls asleep on the couch. 
I'm not supposed to be here, so I have to be quiet. She pulls down the tarps as she introduces them. These are my friends. This is Lash, because she has long, pretty eyelashes. This is Mim, because she reminds me of a fairy. This is Q, because Q is my favorite letter. This is Uni, because I can spell that. This is Lolly, because I love lollipops. I don't know why Dad covers them up. I think it's because he's waiting until I'm old enough to play with big dolls. I'm big enough to use them, though. I'm going to be nine soon. She goes to sit on top of the doll's laps. No one will believe me, but I know they're real. Lolly talks to me sometimes, but when I hug her, she makes funny noises. She hugs Lolly. Oh, she's loud. I don't know why Dad doesn't just give me the dolls to play with. They're just sitting here in the garage. They're dusty and gross. She hears Buck calling for her. She runs to the door. One day you'll live in the house with me. I promise. Scene six. Buck has been showing Rosemary around his large and relatively empty house. They are all over each other, as new couples tend to be, and he is anxious to impress her. They can be heard offstage laughing and chatting until Buck opens the door to his garage. He has cleaned and covered the garage so none of the dolls are exposed. He's tried to make it as uninviting as possible. Here it is. Nothing special. Damp. Dusty. Dark. Standard garage, eh? Yep. So let's go back in and get some... No, 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 no. I know how important garages are to men. Show me around. There has to be tools or something you can mansplain to me. I would never mansplain to you. (laughs) And sorry to break it to you, but you happen to snag a man who doesn't care about his garage. Oh, please. Seriously, just a house man. No garage fetish here. I'm hardly suggesting a fetish. Come on, what's underneath these tarps? A junker that will never quite get repaired? I don't like cars. Then why do you own possibly the biggest garage I have ever seen attached to the house? It's more like a house attached to a garage, really. Hey, it's not like I built the house myself. It came like this. Seems a shame not to use it somehow, right? I guess. Never thought about it much, I suppose. You could convert this into a barn. That's a bit excessive. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, what about a crafting room? Do you craft? I don't. Do you? No. <laughs> nice. All right. All right, let me think. You can come up with all the ways you want to convert my garage inside where it's warm and comfy, where things can happen. Mmm. What kind of things? Like I can show you my bedroom. You've already showed me your bedroom. Yeah, you look good in it. I know I did. So, let's stop wasting time in here and go upstairs. Fine. After you? Oh, oh, how about a harem? A harem? You know, like the appropriated kind. Not following. Let's keep moving. No, I see it. We can convert this into a sultry love-making room. Rosemary, that's... What? We're adults. We can have sex wherever we damn please. I'm beginning to think you're the one with the garage fetish. I don't have a garage fetish. I mean, come on, Buck. This space is great, and it's totally underused. Could you imagine with a little paint and love what this room could be a home to? Rosemary, it's a garage. It's gross. I think it has character. Sure. What? I would gladly live here. What are you talking about, my dear? As long as we're together, you will never live in the likes of a garage. Only the finest for my precious Rosemary. Still think you should convert this into a harem. Stop saying that. Why? It would be so good. One... I'm not entirely sure it's okay to use that word to describe a sex room. Two, there's nothing sexy about this garage. Says you. Fine. No harem room. How about a sexy Netflix room? Okay. Sexy Netflix room. Yeah. Can we please leave now? It's getting cold. Okay, okay. She goes to leave but gets caught on one of the tarps covering up doll parts and accessories. Oops. She pulls the tarp off. What is... All this? She picks out a big bottle of industrial glue, doll hair, lace, and needles. 
glue, hair, lace, buck, buck, what the hell? It's not what it seems. Uh, The entire time we've been dating, you have been avoiding and borderline lying about your hobbies, and now it all adds up. Rosemary, please hear me out. I won't. Just listen, I beg you. You are. I know, I know. A closet crafter. What? Why else would you have an exorbitant amount of glue and lace in your garage? I, uh... You think I hadn't noticed all the ornate dolls your daughter owns? It must be a lot of upkeep. Kids are clumsy. I get it. Your masculinity has not been compromised, sir. Yeah, for sure. You're so sneaky. A sneaky crafter. <laughs> My sneaky crafter. I'm really not. Oh, shush. What else you got hidden in here? Please tell me you paint. I've always had a huge thing for Bob Ross. Bob Ross? Oh, yeah. The clouds guy. The happy little clouds guy. How could I forget? Hey, don't knock on Bob Ross. The way he would handle his brush and the way he would just spread the paint on the canvas. Mmm, drove me crazy. I'd say he still drives you crazy. (laughs) You're not wrong. So are you a painter? Alas, I am not. Well, we're done. Stop. Nope, fantasy destroyed. I'm sorry I can't fulfill your fantasy. You should be. Maybe I can make one happen. Oh? Well, we are in our future non-harem, sultry, sexy, love-making Netflix room. Mm, Are we? Come closer. He leans in for a kiss. Rosemary quickly grabs and dips him like they do in the movies. Foot pop and all. Scene 7. A couple days later. Lolly was just placed back from a session with Buck. It's nearly 4 a.m. I was here first. Buck bought me out of loneliness. I was made incorrectly. They sold me at a cheaper rate since I am defective, so I assume that's why Buck bought me. I'm defective because my inside components aren't compatible with many of the wildly available replacement parts, so special ones needed to be made. They're twice as expensive than the pre-molded insides. Since all of my insides are made by hand, Buck tends to design certain kinds of styles. You wouldn't believe the kind of vaginas I've had. Porn stars, celebrities, hairy ones, bald ones, small ones, big ones, alien ones. Had some kind of tentacle attachment. And of course, your standard pussy model, which I am currently sporting. Since I'm an older model, I require a lot more maintenance than other dolls. I'm not sure why Buck uses me the way he does. I don't talk to him, well, directly, anyway. I am programmed to have vocal responses for certain actions. Very standard and unimaginative noises and words. Oh, yes. Mm, Just like that. Oh, daddy. Yeah, I'm pretty old school in terms of sex dolls. Buck has all kinds of models, so I don't know why he always comes back to me. I used to live inside the house. It was only when he started collecting dolls that I was demoted to the garage. It's okay, though. I've made a family here. I know I'm used the most, but having the other dolls to lean on has made my time here so much more livable. When he uses me, it leaves me feeling suffocated. But I know as soon as he puts me back, someone will be by my side. My family. They make me feel real. In some ways, I think our bond is stronger than human families because we're immortal. Well, I'm probably not. But they are. They'll move on when I'm gone. But they'll move on together. Lolly moves around the space admiring her doll family. She kisses each of them atop their heads and sits back down between them. Scene 8 Saturday morning, 6 a.m. Buck has begun cleaning the dolls. In the corner of the garage is a shower curtain with a drain. It is covered with a partition when in use. We see Buck grab a hanging doll from one of the racks. She is already unclothed. He hangs her from the hook behind the partition. He turns on the shower head. 
He grabs a sprayer filled with some kind of blue cleaning solution. He pumps the spray and begins to spray down the doll. He grabs a, a garden hose and checks the pressure by spraying it a few times under the ground. He plays with different settings. He chooses the most abrasive setting. Once he's ready, he turns the shower pressure all the way up and blasts the doll until it's clean. He stops, grabs the doll by its hook and towels it off, brushes her hair, brushes her teeth, blow dries her hair. He puts her clothes on, first the underwear, bra, and stockings, then the rest. He puts lip balm on her lips. He kisses her, puts her aside, and begins the process again. Scene 9. About 6 p.m. Rosemary's home. Buck and Lacey are not. She came to surprise him for his birthday. Underneath her trench coat is a modest and beautiful baby doll slip. Out of curiosity, she opens the garage door and switches on the light, revealing a mess of dolls. What's this? What is this? Dear God, where am I? I've never seen anything like this. She inspects the dolls. You're soft. Very soft. Almost like skin. Better than my skin, your complexion is flawless. Even your freckles are perfect. Little toes, small hands. Young. Well, hello. May I sit beside you? You're very pretty. Who are you? Where did you come from? What are you? She moves to Lash. Oh, wow. You're not dressed like a schoolgirl. You're dressed like a... Uh, these are not normal dolls. These are... I, I know what you are. I know what all of you are, but I... I didn't think... How is this possible? How didn't I know? No. Wait, wait. This could be, um... This could be something. Let, let me see you. Lace. Silk. You look like a fucking maid. Garter belt. A harness. Handcuffs. No underwear. No bra. You have breasts. You have a tongue. You have everything. She begins to rapidly go through everything in the garage. She runs to the large unopened box and finds Uni, the only male doll. She checks him out. All of him out. This never happened. Scene 10. The morning after Rosemary found the dolls. Mim talks to Uni. He doesn't respond. I have no memories. I woke up, and I was born, in this garage. I don't know where I came from. I don't know who made me. I don't know why he chose me. I don't know why. I sit here. Every day I sit and sleep. Wait for Lally to come back. I can't feel time. I'm a favorite, but I don't know what the house looks like. I don't want to go into the house. I'm fine right here with the dolls. All the dolls. She gestures to the hanging dolls throughout the garage. The other dolls, I mean, the dolls who can communicate, they don't like to talk about them. They don't think they're like us. They don't think they can feel like us. But I don't know. When is darkest in here? I can't sleep, so I observe. I take in my family. We've decided we're a family. After Lally found a magazine called Family Circle, she ripped a page out of the magazine and shoved it inside of her so we could all take turns reading it later. Lally steals pages from the house so we can all read when we're waiting to be used. I mean, I'm not used. Once the girls figured out that I was like them, they started teaching me. Lolly was adamant that I started reading <laughs> Lash and Q like the New Yorker or Time, but I love novels. I don't think Buck likes novels. His daughter loves to read. If I ever have to go inside the house, I hope that I can play with his daughter. She's perfect. I would like to be used by her. Scene 11. Later that afternoon. Mim and Lolly sit on the floor in front of the other dolls. They've been reading the newest pages that Lolly stole from the house. Lolly, tell me about the house. You'll see it soon enough. Please tell me. Mim. It's not something to look forward to. Lash doesn't seem to mind. You're not Lash. It can't be all bad. <laughs> um, all right. You want to know about the house? I'll tell you the things I like. Yes! There are books. How many? Hundreds. Oh, whoa. Yeah. What kinds? All kinds. What are your favorites? Well, I don't have a lot of free time in there, but in the rare moments I do, I read children's books. 
Lacey's books. I sneak into her room when Buck falls asleep. Well, when he doesn't fall asleep on top of me. I go into her room and sit at the foot of her bed and pick up whatever book is by her side and read. What if she wakes up? She usually does. Oh, but aren't you afraid of getting caught? No. Why? She loves me. I don't know that feeling. Yes, you do. I do? You love me. That's love? Yes. Tell me more. About love? Everything. Well, I sit on her bed and... What's the last book you read? Corduroy. What's that about? A stuffed bear. Not a doll? No, but in the same family. Oh. So I sit on her bed, read to her, tuck her in, push her hair back from her face, and make sure she falls back to sleep. Is Lacey bad? What? No, Mim. Not at all. But she's a human. Yes. And she's not bad? Not all humans are bad. But Lacey belongs to Buck, right? She's his daughter, but I guess you could phrase it like that. He doesn't hurt her, does he? No. At least I don't think so. She's the happiest thing I've seen come into the house. She's lovely. Yes. Do you love her? Very much. When I go inside the house, can I visit Lacey too? Maybe not your first time, but eventually, yes. Do the other dolls visit Lacey? No. Why? Buck doesn't let them spend the night in the house. But he'll let me? I think so. Why haven't I been used yet? Because you look... You look so young. You remind him of someone. I wish I could be Lacey's sister. And you can be our mom. Dolls don't have parents. They should. Not all dolls are like you and I. I know you don't think that other dolls in this garage can feel or think, but I think they can. They're hung in there all day and night. I've never seen Buck use them before. I have. So then you know they at least work. I've never talked to them. Doesn't mean they can't hear you. Maybe they do, but that's not our responsibility. We have to help them. We can't. We'd put ourselves at risk. You put all of us at risk when you talk to Lacey. She would never hurt us. Maybe not intentionally. I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. No, you're not listening to me. It's been three nights since he used me. I'm sure he'll be coming tonight. I need to rest before he comes, and you need to go back to your spot and play dead before he sees you. Mim goes back to her spot. All the dolls readjust. Scene 12. Lacey just got home from school. The other dolls are resting. She enters the door. Hi, Mim. I just got back from school. I drew this picture of us during art class. I wanted to use Sharpies, but the teacher made me use crayons. Blech. Look, I drew us in my room together. We're both princesses. You can be whoever you want when you come visit, though. I wonder when Dad's going to give you to me. I hope it's soon. Still not going to talk to me? Okay. Are you ticklish? Lacey tries to tickle her, but fails. Hmm. Boo! Mim is unfazed. Ugh! You can talk to me. It's okay. I promise I won't tell. I'm good at keeping secrets. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go before Dad wakes up. He doesn't know I'm home yet. Lacey hugs Mim. Bye, Mim! Bye, dolls! Mim unfreezes and sighs. None of the other dolls stir. Scene 13. Buck stands in silence in the middle of the garage. The dolls are all covered up with tarps. He finds Mim and uncovers her. He stands behind her and begins to brush her hair. After he's finished, he begins to braid her hair. This is how I braid Lacey's hair every morning. She insists that she has two braids. She loves French braids, but not very good at them. You know... Ever since I started dating Rosemary, she's taken over the braiding department. Guess I miss it. You would like her. Lacey, I mean, she's really taken to Rosemary. They're practically best friends. I love them both. The thing about Rosemary is I want to spend all my time with her. She's the reason I'm smiling like a dumbass all the time, and I don't even care. She makes me unreasonably happy. I think she makes Lacey happy, too. So what do I do? Do I tell her about you and the dolls? Or no? 
just can't get rid of you. There's over $500,000 worth of dolls and dolls parts in this garage. How do I throw all of you away? So many memories and time spent on all of you. I'm afraid if you all leave, this house will feel empty. Your hair is nice. It reminds me of Lacey's. Well, all done. Thanks for letting me do this. He covers her back up, looks around the garage one more time, and exits. Scene 14. Early morning. Buck left to drive Lacey to school. Rosemary goes to play with Uni. Rosemary's in the garage. She is infatuated with Uni. She goes over to his box and begins to open it up. There is a lot of bubble wrap. She carefully approaches the doll. Every touch is gentle. Eventually, she uncovers Uni. She stares into his eyes for a while. She unbuttons his shirt and feels his chest. She caresses his face and kisses him. She looks around and sees all the other dolls exposed. She pulls their tarps and covers them all before she continues her affair with Uni. Once they're out of sight, she goes back to him and picks up where she left off. She traces her finger down his chest to his pants. Scene 15. Right after Rosemary leaves, Uni wakes up. What the fuck was that? You can talk? Sure. And now I want to know what is going on. Well, you're a sex doll. Ah. And you were just used for the first time. Okay, so that was the weirdest and most semi-enjoyable feeling. Did she hurt you? No. She was fine, I guess. I just feel used. Used for no reason. Well, there was a reason. So how was it? Like I said, weird. No, I mean sleeping with a woman. Oh, somewhat pleasant, I suppose. How did she feel? Like velvet. She's really pretty, isn't she? Yes. She's nothing like Buck. Who? He's our owner. A guy bought me? Yeah. Am I the only anatomically male doll? Yeah. Well, Lash has a strap-on that she uses sometimes. Nice. Right? So, do you think this Buck guy is going to use me? I don't know why else he would have bought you. Maybe he won't use you when he finds out about you and Rosemary. That's her name? Yeah. I don't know if I like human sex. It's not the best. Things could be worse. Yeah, he could lock you up there for days at a time. Could you imagine? That's not fair, Lolly. What do you want me to say? Let's get back to uni. Who? You. Me? Yes, you. I'm a what? Your name is Uni. Why? Lacey, Buck's daughter, names all his sex dolls. Your Uni. Okay. So, I don't think I like women. Wait, no, I do. But I think I'm kind of excited to sleep with Buck. Have you slept with a male human before? Not that I can remember. Have you slept with a human female before? Not that I can remember. I hope we can both experience same-sex sex sometime. Me too. I like you. I like you. Finally, someone here doesn't mind talking about sex. It's so fun. Great. Lash has a friend. Shut up. Anyway, Uni, welcome to the family. Thanks, dolls. Mim runs over and hugs Uni. Blackout. Scene 16. Lacey is frustrated that Mim won't talk to her, but she still wants to spend time with her. Buck has fallen asleep on the couch and Lolly is still in the bedroom. Lacey sneaks into the garage with a flashlight. She looks for Mim. Once she finds her, she sits beside her and pushes her sleeves up. She positions Mim's hands onto her knees. Lacey pulls out a bottle of nail polish that is a neon green color. She begins to do Mim's nails. She is careful and gentle with her hands. She hums a little song until she's done painting. She blows on her nails. Since they're still wet, Lacey begins to paint her own. She does so sloppily, but is pleased with the result. Lacey takes turns blowing on her nails, then on Mim's. Once she's done, she puts Mim's hands back where they were, hugs Mim goodbye, and exits. Mim looks at her green nails and is amazed. She laughs. <laughs> Scene 17. No one is in the house, so the dolls play freeze tag. They're having too much fun. Who's that? Mim. Can we put on some music? I'll turn on the radio. Let's go! They begin the game. It's competitive and fun. It should go on for a bit. Uni is it next. They play for a little, but Uni loses his balance and trips and falls onto one of the walls of dolls. One of them falls. Everyone rushes over. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. I got too carried away. Is she hurt? No, but we've got to hang her back up. You should do it, Uni. Okay. 
Uni puts the doll away. Everyone watches him do it, except Mim, who is looking through board games. It's silent until... Should we play Life next? Everyone looks at Mim. Scene 18, around 8 at night. Buck and Rosemary are asleep on the couch, so Lacey plays with the dolls. Mim, you're so cute. I love your hair. Can I give you a haircut? It'll be a secret between you and me. Great. You just need a little trim. Snip, 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 snip. Uh-oh, a little too much. That's okay. You're still beautiful. Snip, 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 snip. There. Now you look like me. Dad's going to love it. But it has to be a secret. Don't say anything, okay? Okay, dolls? Okay. Now let's get back to playing. Lolly, what's wrong with your face? There's something on it. Why are you all sticky? Ew, what's in your mouth? She sticks her fingers in Lolly's mouth. What have you been eating? Do you have tea parties without me? She crawls over top of them, all checking their faces and mouths. This continues until Rosemary walks in the door. Lacey! Hi, Rosemary. Do you want to play? Lacey, this isn't- I I know I'm not supposed to play in here, but look at all the dolls that Dad got for me. Lacey? Look! Look! She runs over to Rosemary, grabs her hand, and introduces Rosemary to the dolls. No, no, stop. Lacey. Lacey, stop! Sometimes when I hug them, they move. Lolly talks. Who? Lolly. She's right here. You named them? Rosemary, help me. Lacey, you shouldn't be touching these. This is Lolly. Can you help me figure out what's all over her? Jesus Christ. What is it? Get off of her. But what? Get off of her. No, help me. Lacey. Rosemary, I just need to clean her up before my dad wakes up. I think it's just glue. No. Rosemary smacks Lolly's face so hard that her head pops off and lands on the floor. Lacey screams. Scene 19. After the accident. The dolls aren't sure what to do. Their way of life is threatened. Well, what do we do? There's nothing we can do. Bullshit! This isn't going to be like reattaching her hair or stitching something up. This is different. Her head is completely off. The human saw it. And Lolly isn't talking. I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay. You're fine. What is she doing? She's delusional. No, I'm not. Put her down. Leave her alone, Lash. She's scared. So am I. But this is bigger than you and I or Lolly. Rosemary caught Lacey. Rosemary smacked Lolly's head clean off. We're in danger of being exposed and being torn apart. Rosemary and Lacey won't do anything. We'll be fine. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah? You dumb bitch. What the fuck, Lash? She's awful. I've had it with her. We need to focus. Lolly isn't responding and Buck will be here soon. No shit. What is going on? She doesn't deserve Lolly. Lash, now is not the time to discuss this. Well, then we... I I need her to stop pacing around with Lolly's head. Put her the fuck down. Fine. Let me see her. It's a clean rip. Repairable. Do you really think he's going to keep us? What do you mean? Lacey, his daughter, has been playing with us. We weren't cleaned or sanitized most of the time. Do you really think that it's a coincidence that we are his favorites? We're the only ones in here with some kind of consciousness... He must know that on some level. I'm not dirty. Shut up, Mim. Well, I shouldn't be affected, since I haven't been used by him or Rosemary. Do you really think that you're better than us? Because Buck hasn't torn off your clothes and had his way with you? Please. If he gets rid of us, I'm sure you'll be the first to be used and thrown out. What? Lash. Yeah, Lash. Cool down. Time she thinks about it, Q. You're a sex doll. You were made for the sole purpose of being a human-sized fleshlight. You're nothing more than a sex toy. But I'm not like any of you. I haven't been used. You're just like us. No, I'm not. I'm not supposed to be this. It's sweet. You think you can change your purpose. You really believe you haven't been used? I haven't been. Maybe Buck hasn't used you, but maybe your parts had been used? I don't remember anything like that. Okay, Lash, let's move on. Yes, enough, Lash. We have to figure out what we're doing with Lolly. There's nothing we can do. Stop that. Honestly, Q. We have to fix her. We can't. Then what? We wait. They put Lolly's head back on the ground. It's clear that Lolly will be sent for repairs, and maybe never sent back. The dolls huddle around and stare at her lifeless head. Scene 20. 
Rosemary has dragged Buck into the garage to confront him about Lacey and the dolls. Lolly is still decapitated. The most fucked up part is you don't seem to care enough to actually hide your goddamn sex dolls. Jesus, Rose, I do care. I care about Lacey more than anything in this entire world. You would choose her over your sex dolls? Absolutely. Would you choose me? I see. No, no, Rose. Don't Rose me. What do you want from me? I'm just trying to figure out if I've fallen in love with a sexual deviant or not. At the very least, I need to know what your relationship is with your daughter and these dolls. Absolutely nothing. I keep my sexual life to myself. How dare you presume that I hurt Lacey like that? She's my daughter. She's the only thing that keeps me going every day. To take care of her. And why do you need over 100 sex dolls in your garage? Do you seriously use them all? Not all of them, and I don't know. I'm not the sexiest guy. I tried out one of these dolls and I liked it. It's almost like a hobby of mine. Hobby? I'm sorry, no. Knitting is a hobby. Stamp collecting is a hobby. Harboring sex dolls is not. Harboring sex dolls. I bought them. Consensually. I'm not the first man to own a sex doll, Rosemary. I pick the doll out, buy it, and they ship it to me. What is the big deal? It's that I found your daughter playing on top of your sex dolls clearly after a night that I was not invited over for. That doll looks like it's been beaten up and smothered. You couldn't even clean it up afterward? Did you forget an eight-year-old lives with you? You couldn't just rent a storage facility and keep them there? You are so insatiable that you needed every single one of these dolls to be your live-in sex slaves? When you have Lacey living with you. I'm not what you're making me out to be. God damn it. I'm a good father. She's my universe. Look, I felt empty. These, this, these things, these dolls brought me to life again. Believe it or not, I've been a better father to Lacey. I'm not depressed anymore. And yes, you're completely right. These dolls should not be here. They never should have been here. They never should have been... I fucked up. I really fucking fucked up. I'm afraid that I got so swept up on this side of me, I lost me. What happened to Lacey is abhorrent. I will think about it, and I will be in pain every day for the rest of my life. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what to tell her. You tell her nothing. How can I tell her nothing? You screamed at her, then screamed at me, and then we both screamed at her, and now we're screaming at each other. She's smart. She won't forget this. She can't know what these are, Buck. I'm not saying that... We need to tell her something. I need to tell her something. I don't think this is the first time this has happened, Buck. How many times do you think that this has happened? Enough that she named them all. She talks to them. She gave this one a goddamn haircut, for fuck's sake. They're her my-sized Barbies. Are you going to call the cops on me? I thought about it, but no. Thank God. Don't get too happy. Please tell me where I fall into this. Am I just a living doll to you? Are you going to screw a hook in my neck and hang me from the ceiling? No! Am I the first person... Who has caught you? Yes. I don't know what to do. I I don't know what you should do either. They can't be here anymore. That's for damn sure. Okay. I will get rid of them in the morning. It's too late now. I'll wake the neighbors. Fine, but you need to tell Lacey what you're doing. What? She deserves to say goodbye to them. You're not serious. She thinks that you bought them for her. She thinks that you bought them all for her, and now you're going to get rid of all of them. You want to make this right? Let her introduce the dolls to you. Let her say goodbye, then never again. If you think that's what's best... I don't know. I haven't experienced anything remotely like this before. You don't say. Don't be cute. I'm not. Buck looks around and takes in his own personal apocalypse. 
He spots Uni, disheveled in his box. Does she play with this one, too? Yes, I think. Then she opened him? Uh... Did you? I... Did you fuck this doll? I... Did you have sex with this doll in this garage without telling me? Yes. And you didn't say anything to me about the dolls then? When did you find them? A while ago. We just started dating. I tried to surprise you on your birthday, and then I snooped in your garage, and I found them. Why didn't you say something to me? Because I don't know how to handle it. I, I wanted to hate you, and believe me, I really tried, but I couldn't. I chose you. I decided I could live with it, them, but I don't think I can live with them anymore. I don't think I can either. Really? Yes. I choose you, Rosemary. I choose you and Lacey over all this. I don't know what to say. Be with me? Honestly, this time? No dolls. No dolls. How can I trust you? You hid this from me. You hid your tryst with him from me? I hardly think that's comparable. No, but you could have told me. I'm not jealous. Not even a little bit? Okay. A little. But he's not real. Just like none of them are real. For not being real, he wasn't half bad. Five stars would recommend. Okay, now I'm actually <laughs> jealous. Too bad. Be with me? We'll see. She smiles, and they walk back into the house. Lights fade to the fractured lolly. Blackout. The Upstage Podcast is hosted by Anne Marley and Andrea Rumblemore. Produced by David Moore and Hear It Sound and Studio. Music composed by David Moore. Find out more about the Upstage podcast at annmarley.com slash the hyphen upstage. If you enjoy the Upstage, if you like what you hear, if you want to help support new theater, and if you want to keep hearing new plays, consider donating to our Patreon. Donations help us pay voice actors and playwrights, and we want to be able to pay our contributors fairly for their work. Any donation is appreciated, large and small alike. You can help keep small theater alive. Check out our Patreon, found on our Upstage website at annmarley.com slash the hyphen upstage. <laughs>